Thank you for calling Ira. Thanks for calling Ira. Thank you for calling Ira. Thank you for calling Ira. What would you like to do today? today? Welcome to IraCast. I'm your host, Janine Stanley, and today we celebrate International Podcasting Day. We have a segment on social media from this summer's conventions and a handy gear tip from an Ira Explorer. So without further ado, let's go to IraCast. Hi, everyone. It's Janine, and it's been a while since we have had a regular IraCast, but you're going to be hearing a lot from us in the month of October. October is National Disability Employment Awareness Month. You'll see the hashtag NDEAM many places around social media this month. There are also various designations and recognitions being given to blind and low vision people with different organizations having events this month. We are going to look at disability and employment with some short segments here on IraCast from the Explorer community. So if you have a cool job in which you put Ira to a very interesting use, please send a note to IraCast at Ira.io. That's A-I-R-A-C-A-S-T at A-I-R-A.io. This summer at the national conventions, we did something a little bit different. We had some fun breakout rooms in which agents would help people with various skills. Well, Agent Yami did a wonderful presentation on social media. So we asked her to come back and recreate some of that with some social media tips for you and how you can use Ira to make your social media world a little bit more, well, let's just say snappy. We are talking today with Agent Yami, who is part of our exciting agent activities at the National Federation of the Blind Convention. Hi, Yami. Hi, how are you, Janine? I'm fantastic. And you? I'm wonderful. Thank you. You survived convention. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, we did. And on to another convention soon. (laughs) Exactly. A little bit different virtually, right? Yeah, just a little bit. But um, it's been so amazing how many explorers have been able to participate more because it is online. Could you tell us a little bit about yourself before we get into our topic of social media? Thank you so much for having me. I am currently agenting from the northeastern part of the United States in the great state of Pennsylvania. I've been with Ira for a few years now. And just a little bit about my background before I joined Ira. Um, I actually had a background in PR, marketing, and large-scale special events where I worked across many different industries with some of the top uh, companies in the country. And just kind of how I stumbled upon Ira was I was living in Miami, Florida for a few years and uh, I had heard of Ira kind of amongst the tech community there. And then when I came home to Pennsylvania for a family emergency, I was looking for something that was uh, able to really helped me while I was getting through that family emergency with, you know, paying my bills and such, but also allowed me the flexibility to be there for my family. And when I looked up Ira, I just fell in love with the mission, just really helping to help explorers really live independent lives and navigate their lives. So, um, and having a great aunt and godmother who had suffered from low vision and diabetes, I really just fell in love with the mission and I decided to apply and here we are. Awesome. Awesome. So conventions are nothing to you, right? (laughs) No, they are not. These big scale uh, blindness conventions, no worries. 
Yeah, I used to be the people who would plan those conventions. Uh (laughs) This year, we had agent activities, and we'll have them for the ACB convention in our exhibit space. And one of them was about social media. And a lot of our explorers now are uh, getting into social media, maybe setting up uh, a YouTube channel or setting themselves up for TikTok videos and all that kind of thing. And they're setting up their video space. So can you give us some tips and tricks on what you've helped people with or what seems to be helpful in setting up that space for video? Video scares me. (laughs) (laughs) No, don't be scared. Don't be scared. Um, Absolutely. Um, Especially for people who are just getting started with filming their own videos, I would suggest to focus on three main things. One being stability, the second being lighting, and the third being audio. For stability, that's simply, that's an easy fix. Just simply have a stand or a tripod that you can place your camera or your phone on. That way, when you call into Ira, it's kind of just more for the IRA agent to describe what they're seeing in the frame, where you are centered in the frame or not, what's around you. Also be easier for you while you're filming your video to just have that um, description of how you look in the frame and just be able to press the play button and it just films for you. The second thing would also be lighting. Make sure that the lights are already lit in your room. Um, I have noticed a lot of times that explorers would call in um, asking to describe, you know, what what the agent sees. And the first thing an agent will probably ask is, "Can you please turn on the lights in your room?" So <laughs> that's me. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, so just just be cognizant of lighting. Um, also be cognizant of where you are positioned in the lighting. And that's where an IRA agent can definitely help you. For example, um, you'll want like a window or a lamp or any other like lighting that you have to be in front of you versus behind you. Um, that's just so that it doesn't cause a shadow on your face and you don't like blend out of the uh, out of the picture. Also, I would recommend natural lighting whenever possible because it just gives you that glow. <laughs> yeah. And then the final thing is just audio. Using a regular phone or camera should be fine in the beginning, but if you do want a better quality, crisper sound, maybe try looking into some external microphones that you can plug into your phone or into your camera for a clearer sound. Obviously, being Ira, we are very aware uh, and want to uh, always push um, accessibility. So um, if you're like YouTube, for example, gives you an option to upload a transcription. Um, and one of the fastest ways that you can do that is um, by using a service called otter.ai that will literally, um, you just upload your recording and it will type up your audio and transcribe your audio in real time. Um, and all you have to do then is just have your IRA agent look over the transcription for minor grammatical errors um, that Otter may have like mixed up. But for the most part, it's a great service and it's free. So I would highly recommend it. Ooh, wow. I think I'm going to be taking advantage of that for a few things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. When you're looking at your background in some of these, um, whether it's your live camera or whether it's, you know, posts, are there any things to keep in mind about backgrounds? Yeah, there are definitely a few things to keep in mind. I would say to always choose, um, when you're choosing a a virtual background, to always keep in mind your audience and the message that you want to portray. Do you want to come across as serious or professional? If so, then maybe you'll choose a nice photo of an office or your company logo. Do you want to show off more of your fun side? Then go ahead and put the you know beach photo or the outer space photo. Um, the important thing when choosing your virtual background is 
just making sure it's consistent what with your brand's message or what you're trying to convey. Something else to consider as well um, is contrast. I would definitely have an IRA agent describe the background that you would like to use because if it's dark or light or busy or simple, contrast is important because if you have darker hair and you're wearing dark clothing, you're obviously going to blend into a dark background. You're going to be um, a floating just, face. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So it's just going to be harder to distinguish your shape and, and you don't want that. Also, just keep in mind, too, that a busier background will make it harder for your audience to see you, especially if they are using full screen mode on their device. So when in doubt, just simple is better. So I have two social media platforms to ask you about. The first one I, I go forth in dread of, and I know I shouldn't, but it's LinkedIn. <laughs> so tell yeah, us how, so how important is LinkedIn and what should we put on LinkedIn? Yeah, LinkedIn is definitely a very important social media platform, especially if you are looking to network or find a new job opportunity, or maybe you're an entrepreneur and you're looking for new talent. I think it's important, though, for any social media network, it's always important to analyze what is your objective of using that that particular social media platform. Um, because LinkedIn is the world's like number one professional social media site, that might not mean it's the best for you. For example, there might be some industry networking sites such as GitHub or AngelList if you're in tech and startups that might be better for you to look into. But um, if you are going to use LinkedIn, remember that it's a professional website. So always remember you're going to use it to leverage your personal brand. So just be sure to utilize it to, to really post samples of your work and be brave enough to comment thoughtfully on your network's posts beyond just a simple congratulations for celebrating like a work anniversary. It is a platform for you to really build yourself up as a thought leader and you never know who's reading the comments or who's reading your posts that you might put on LinkedIn. So, and they might reach out. So just always make sure to showcase your best self on it. So if you've been published, if you had uh, been interviewed for, for, you know, a presentation or gave, given a presentation, be, be sure to like post those articles, post those videos, post if you're earning certifications or taking online continuing education classes, because it's really a great free advertising tool to really showcase why you are the best at what you do. Now you've got me interested. <laughs> now I might have to go dust off my poor, neglected LinkedIn uh, information and profile. So the other one that sounds like much more fun, actually, mm -hmm. is TikTok. There are tons of people doing really fun things on TikTok. So what is this medium and, and what what do you need to think about to create content for TikTok? For those who don't know, TikTok is a short form video sharing app. Most videos range between 15 seconds to three minutes, but TikTok is especially great if you want to utilize it to create short videos on dance, comedy, or education. There are definitely a lot of blind and low vision people having great success building their platform and online brand on it. One such woman is Lucy Edwards in the UK. She has uh, 1.6 million followers on TikTok. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Um, and she even created her own hashtag that says hashtag blind, not broken. Um, and it's what's amazing is that she built it just 
posting simple videos about her putting on makeup as a blind person or just picking out clothes as a blind person. So um, definitely don't be afraid of the medium. I even had an explorer one time call in and he was using the medium to create a cooking video. And he called into Ira to describe, you know, how did the frame look? You know, where was the um, baking mixer in the frame? Where were his ingredients? How was his lighting? And um, he had great success with that video. So um, definitely... Yeah, don't shy away from it at all. Oh, awesome. And show off your dance moves, especially. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? Maybe you'll go viral and make lots of money. <laughs> exactly. How about like Facebook, uh, Instagram? Because Instagram's accessibility has just really been uh, enhanced recently. And I know mm-hmm. uh, several of our explorers are on Instagram. And we have the most accessible Instagram there can possibly be. <laughs> so what are some things people should keep in mind about posting to Facebook and Instagram and things like that, maybe style kinds of things about your posts. So definitely for Facebook and Instagram, um, one of the great features is that they do allow you to easily add like alt text. Um, And so that's definitely something that um, if you just, I believe you just click on more when you're like posting your video, you can go ahead and quickly give a photo description. Something that's great about Instagram and Facebook too, is that there aren't small character limits for, for the most part. So you can post a pretty lengthy photo description. So definitely take advantage of that, like in your actual post. Also, Facebook has like 1 billion people (laughs) or more now. So if you are definitely trying to grow your online presence, um, it might not be as cool as uh, TikTok or Snapchat, but it's still a really great place to make a lot of revenue um, because it is simply just touching so many people and so many people still have it. So don't underestimate it at all. Just be really cognizant of some of the some of the kind of the rules that are changing, um, especially for like iOS devices and uh, Facebook, they're kind of a little bit not in agreement right now. Keep up to date with that and and fill in as much as possible in your posts um, and u- utilize as many of the features as possible. You can definitely uh, get your business or your personal brand found. Do you have any advice for people as far as being safe on social media? Because I know it's it sounds like a lot of fun. You know, let's get my brand out there. Let's really show me. You know. But what are some things we should be aware of? Definitely be aware of just being careful to not share too much personal information. For example, uh, some people just like to put like their first and their middle name um, or just try maybe not to, maybe you could even make up your own name if you really want to. Um, But I think just kind of really not posting every single time that you are like traveling abroad or like if you are going to travel abroad, maybe posting those pictures after you've returned home. So I think just kind of being mindful of what you are sharing out there and what are your privacy settings, because you are essentially, the more public you make things, um, you are essentially making it easier for people to find you. So just being really careful about what what is what you feel most comfortable sharing and, and make sure you are comfortable sharing that. So for example, um, I have a little nephew and I don't post pictures of my little nephew. Um, so just, you know, because we live in a strange world. Yes. <laughs> so um, that, that's just my personal boundary. So just really knowing what your personal boundaries are and just being really cognizant of that, uh, as well as like what your privacy settings are 
like currently set to. And I always tell people, you know, employers do look at your social media presence. They look you up on all the major social media kinds of platforms. And so, you know, the really fun pictures that you had of your vacation that were a little out there, maybe not the best platform. (laughs) Share those privately with your friends. (laughs) Definitely. And always, you can just Google yourself too. I Google myself all the time Mm -hmm. um, and see what comes up. And if you're okay with what comes up, it's so simple. Google is the number one search platform for a reason. Um, And a lot, you'd be surprised at what shows up on you. So just kind of always do a little (laughs) bit of review um, and see, okay, if you don't want to be shown on this website, or if you don't want that picture to be shown, like go, go into your privacy settings and and make sure to change it. Uh I did this once and I found that there is someone who works at NASA who has my exact same name. Uh, The first name was not quite spelled the same, but it was Janine Stanley and it freaked me out because I was thinking, Mm -hmm. I bet she's an astronaut. How cool is that? (laughs) And then I realized, wait, it's not me, it's her. (laughs) No, I had something very similar happen to me when I lived in Miami. I have the same name as um, one of like a large Latin American a pop singer. Oh, wow. um, and so it's so funny because when I was living in Miami, people would find me and think <laughs> thinking that I was her. And I was just like, we oh, had an explorer ask her. us if that singer was an actual agent. <laughs> No, it's so yes. funny. I wish I was her. But... Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, really. But you know, we are glad that you are you and you are here with us. And thank you so much, Yami, for being with us and talking social media. Yes, absolutely. Thank you for having me, Janine. Gear. Everybody wants to know what gear should they pick to use Ira in a hands-free situation? Well, we're going to have this as a regular segment on many of our podcasts since we did get some recommendations from folks. Here's our first one from an explorer for a chest mount. Hello, I'd like to talk about a harness that you can use to secure your phone while using Iro and being hands-free. It is called the Action with a dash in between it. Mount, Action dash mount. When you get it, it has two suction cups that will stick to the phone pretty good. The screen of the phone. It can work with anything from an iPhone Max version to like an iPhone XR, and I'm sure it'll work with the iPhone uh, 2020 version, as small as that, and maybe even the iPhone Mini if you have one. When you assemble it, it will make your phone in landscape orientation. That's the only way at that time that you will be able to use this mount. However, if you contact the folks at Action-Mount, they can send you a J-hook that will allow you to reorientate the suction cups so that when you stick the phone to the the screen of the phone to the suction cups um, it will be orientated um, probably um, on the left side against your heart or somewhere around that area and you'll be able to rotate that like kind of like a uh, 
the end of a book, you'll be able to rotate that where the phone sticks out. And also, you can rotate it uh, in a downward position. Those are the two positions you can rotate it while using the, the um, extra J-hook that you would mount onto this uh, mount. It also comes with an 5200 milliamp battery that you can use to charge your phone. This device, Action Mount, was originally designed for cameras. The suction cups hold the device very well, but just in case you uh, don't fully trust the suction cups, it also comes with a Velcro strap that you can wrap around your phone and secure it even better. In my work, I use this mount in conjunction with Arma to navigate places, find different things, and do it all hands-free, uh, thanks to the action mount. It comes in one color, which is black, and the session gums are so strong that to release them, you have to find a little tab in the back and pull that to release each suction cup one by one. The mount is made of a stretchy type material and it costs around $35 on Amazon, give or take. And if you want to contact the person that sells it, Go to the website action and with the dash in between it, mount.com. There you'll probably be able to find their contact information and get them to send you the included uh, extra J hook so that you can mount your phone vertically instead of landscape. When in landscape mode, um, you can tilt your phone up and then tilt your phone down to the ground, and that is the only way it'll work without that extra hook. Uh, with the extra hook, you can tilt your phone to against your heart to the left, and then have it swing out uh, to the right. And uh, it that's as far as it'll go. And you can also uh, tilt the device in a downward position or a upward position as well when it's in um, portrait mode. Hope this helps and uh, everyone have a great day using Ira. That'll about do it for this edition of IraCast. Thank you for listening to IraCast, a production of Ira Tech Corp. For more information about our service, visit www.ira.io or call our customer care line 1-800-835-1934. Contact us via email support at ira.io. This has been Janine Stanley for IraCast. <laughs>